For decades, Pioneer Car Electronics has been supporting automotive events nationwide like Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. You know, no matter what you drive, Pioneer's got the gear to upgrade your ride so that it sounds better and it connects you to the latest in technology like Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, Bluetooth, and the popular Alexa. Remember, don't break up with your car, upgrade it with Pioneer Car Electronics. For more information, check them out at PioneerCarElectronics.com. This is the Candyman from Studs Racing. We've got tires, tires, and tires. We've got big ones, small ones, street ones, off-road ones. Oh my God. Why do we have so many tires? Tires, tires, tires. We have so many son of tires, 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 tires. Come on and get your tires. Oh my God, we got so many tires. Tires, tires, tires. Come see us. Dearborn Heights, Michigan, studsracing.com. things I enjoy on those Friday night rides with my Honda Ground Lifestyle buddies, it's the people. Tonight's podcast guest by far is one of the most interesting. Stick around and find out for yourself on the next Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast. Everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. We've got a great podcast in store for you tonight. Digger Dean's going to be the guest. And before we get to Digger, I just want to touch base on a couple of things that are happening in the mini bike scene. Start off by hoping that everybody's doing well. Uh, we're about 90 days out from the Big Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. That's October the 8th. How many times I have to say this, but um, uh, pre-register now. This would probably be the time to do it. You can get it out of the way. Uh, all the information for registration, as well as just about all the general rules and guidelines about the event. Maybe some of the similar questions that we may hear over and over. Uh, how much does it cost? Uh, you know, uh, can I buy a booth? Uh, are there opportunities to get on the dyno? All those types of questions. We've answered those uh, in some of the previous podcasts. But uh, at any time, you could drop in at joesminibikereunion.com for more information. You can register. You can uh, save some money. Uh, we introduced a program that allows some of those guys who have been hanging out in the parking lot, the, the lot lizards, 
We affectionately refer to them. Hey, we want you guys inside the show. So for as little as $10, you can register your bike. You get a nice goodie bag. Uh, you're not eligible for some of the prizes and the judging. Uh, if you do want to be included in some of that or the dyno, uh, then it is a little bit more. But if you just want to be a part of the show, which to me is the, the reason why I have it is so that everybody can be together uh, to, to talk to folks who have similar interests, to see bikes that uh, can maybe motivate you or maybe vice versa. Some folks would get a kick out of seeing what you have. Uh, don't hang out in the parking lot. Come inside. Uh, we've got uh, a couple things that I wanted to touch on. The first thing is uh, I want to recognize some of the sponsors that uh, continue to join the uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion uh, list of supporters. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Big E at Yoshimura. Uh, looking forward to having you guys in attendance. We recognized uh, the fact that uh, you would be on site as well as uh, being a big part of the show giving away some uh, cool Yoshimura products, but having you on site for all your uh, exhaust and performance-related uh, expertise, we're looking forward to having you guys with us. So thank you and a big shout out to Yashimura. Uh, I just had a conversation with Eric at Studs. Studs Racing will be back uh, on site. Uh, thank you, Eric, for the continuous support and also supporting this podcast. Don't forget if you've got uh, a small engine need, check out studsracing.com for all your needs. Uh, they've got their big weekend event, or excuse me, their big annual event happening this weekend. It's uh, for more information, contact Eric at studracing.com and ask for your Joe's mini bike reunion discount and they'll probably charge you extra. Okay. So uh, there were some questions that I continuously get having to do with the categories because judging at the event is something that uh, many of the participants are interested in. Uh, I have done my best to identify the categories that I think most reflect the audience. So here are the Joe's Mini Bike Reunion categories that we have planned for this year. If anyone sees these categories and would like to share them, or if you would like to make a suggestion about a category that maybe is delinquent or could be added, think about it. And if you're really confident that I've missed something, let me know. Uh, I wanna begin with a quick rundown of what we currently have. The vintage American-built mini bike class by far, the Bonanzas, the Tacos, the Little Indians, those are, those are the bikes that you see predominantly. Vintage Japanese-built bikes, the CT70s and the Z50s. Uh, the Survivors, those bikes that are completely stocked, those are so cool to see. The Choppers, uh, a big popularity. In fact, I think that's the theme of the Studs Racing mini bike show uh, upcoming in the next couple of weeks. The choppers are the theme there. So I can't wait to see some of those cool choppers in Michigan. And I'd love to see some of those bikes get over here to LA. Uh, I've got a couple myself. Custom mini bikes, those are, those are hand-built bikes. I see a lot of guys out there, they're building their own bikes, bending their own tubes. Yeah, uh, we'd like to see you. We'd like to see you. Sore Thumbs Garage, I think there's a guy recently that was reaching out. Um, electric bikes, well, I got ahead of myself. Uh, rat bikes, start up at the top. Those are based largely on that rat rod style, the rusted look where they've got tuna cans uh, for gas tanks. You know, the, the, you know what they are. They're rusty. They're, they're, they're graveyard-like. Uh, more than two wheels. We've seen everything from bar stools with uh, engines on them to trikes. Uh, because of my riding uh, and getting out there, the LA bike, those are those bikes, that, those down and dirty bikes, the LA street bikes. There's a class for you guys now. We want you to come out. Uh, drag mini bikes. Those are the ones with live axles. They're, they're real race bikes, okay? We don't want to take a bike that we know is a vintage and put it in a drag racing category 
or vice versa. You're one or the other. Uh, the micros, those are those smaller bikes that seem to be gaining some popularity. We've had a few of them. I really like my Temecula Bob micro bike. Uh, Jake Moe's, I think Jake's got his hands full, but I got to try to get him to do another one for me. Uh, these modern mini motos. These are the, these are the Honda Grom style bikes. When I say modern mini moto, that's the difference between the Groms, the Monkeys, the Kawasaki Z5125 Pros. Uh, my boy Ernesto's got a Benelli. Those small 125s, those are four strokes. Those aren't two strokes, okay? Twist and goes. We're seeing an enormity, an increase in popularity with these twist and go scooters. Those are your ruckuses. Those are the new Cubs, uh, the new Navis. You saw some of those, the Zumas. Uh, my boy Bernie rides a badass Zuma and he's got a ruckus. Uh, those twist and goes are, are gaining in popularity to the point where I may buy a Vespa. They've got those 300 Vespas that are badass. I think they're like, I don't know if they're 17 horsepower. Dude, we're riding around in Groms that are nine horsepower in some cases. So, um, and then at the very bottom, there's an electric mini bike class. Uh, I asked Bing as well as Ray, Ray from Steady Garage, who was on the last podcast. We talked a little bit about uh, trends and these electric bikes by far. So we have an electric bike class. Uh, another example of that is that Super 73. Uh, we're looking for young folks to get into the, the hobby, right? We want you to get your son and take him out of his room with his, with his phone and get him on a friggin' mini bike, right? So there's a class just for young guns. Uh, these four strokes, these custom bikes, like when you see some of these Groms, they have big engines in them, like a 300. That goes into four stroke mini bike class, excuse me. Uh, the, the what the F, you know what that is. If we can't figure out what the hell your bike is, we'll have an award for you. I've got an award named after me because I'm a narcissist and that's why I do this shit. Uh, we're going to have a dyno there, right? The dyno is going to, now, now, we're, now we're taking a segment of the group and those are the badass guys. Uh, that winner is going to get recognized. Uh, folks have been coming from 12 different states because of our next guest. After this show, there will probably be good attendance from the whole 52 states. Maybe there's going to be 55 states represented now. A long-distance award will go to the participant, the guy who registers his bike, not the guy who takes a plane and drives over in a rental car. The guy who came the furthest and registered a bike, there's an award for you. Uh, we lost my buddy Rick Chu. It was like everybody else, I'm sure, you dealt with a shocking surprise about somebody that you knew that was never going to die who died because of COVID, either because of it or maybe not getting a boost or whatever the hell. I don't know, but we lost Rick, and we're not going to forget him. So we have a award because he was so passionate that we're going to keep that going. So the Rick Chu Award is new. Uh, Brad Elsey is another guy uh, who was a big part of the mini bike reunion when we first started. And we lost him uh, on a low-speed motorcycle accident where he was killed. Uh, we can't have that anymore. It looks like I liked Rick enough where we duplicated it. But guys, these are the classes. Look at him again. Go back, look at him at the podcast, uh, after the podcast. Check him out on my site. But if you have a class that I've missed, let me know. Uh, the rest is simply uh, thank you again. We've got a good pre-registration already going. And I invite you again to go to joesminibikereunion.com now to register and save. All right. I, uh, I appreciate the patience. And I want to take a moment to, to thank our uh, guest tonight, uh, Digger Dean. Uh, Digger Staggs. Uh, Digger, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for rolling over tonight, man. Thank you, Joe. Thank <laughs> Pretty, you. It's been a, very interesting. Well, I was going to say, did you get, did, you know, because you are a, a part of that mini moto group that I identified, because that's predominantly the types of bikes that gather when we ride on, on, on Friday nights. 
Um, or I grew up with. Well, I don't know. We the Hom, the Groms came out in 2014, so the, you know. yeah, okay, excuse me. But but my point being is that we 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 go and you are one of those guys that you know we're like high schoolers where we text each other the morning of. Are are you going, Digger? It's like yeah, but, Ernesto, are you going? Yeah yeah yeah. Well, where are we gonna meet? Well, what time are we gonna meet? Do you want to go eat? And it it, it really begins with is traditionally something I look forward to hopefully as much as you do every night when we meet up. It, it, it is pretty cool, isn't it? It is absolutely pretty cool, especially the way I came across your group and, and the way I met you was just absolutely amazing, you know, for what every Friday night now is looking forward to, being prepared, getting ready, getting organized, like you said, texting one another, are we doing this? It's something that you, now we can kind of look forward to every Every week? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've been dormant this month because, like we all do, and we'll find out a little bit more in the podcast, particularly on your end, about the fact that we all do something else outside of uh, writing these little mini motos uh, traditionally on Friday nights. Uh, but yeah, one of the first questions that could pop up is, how does a six foot four, 230-pound dude end up with a group of mini moto mini bike guys? How, uh, how, how did you come across, and I guess... Uh, initially come in contact with the Honda Grom Lifestyle guys. Do you remember that time, that first I, time? I do, actually. I remember the very first night I did come across the group. It was the, the Honda, what was the Honda? Honda Grom Lifestyle. Grom yep. Lifestyle. Shout out to Bing, Bing to Flores. Bing, thank you. It's absolutely fun every night. You guys should attend if you haven't attended before. Please come on, try it out, meet me. Great. <laughs> uh, one night I, I just picked up a brand new 2022 XR 650L. I needed a license. You know, that's the last endorsement I've never had. And in the California, you have to redo all your licenses to add on now. Okay. So I have a bunch of different classifications. So I didn't want what I did not want to go through all those procedures. Chance to lose any of them just for this add-on. Somebody told me about a loophole when my renewal came up. So. Back in 2015, my renewal came up and they just sent me a license. Ah, darn it. So I waited until 2020. My license came up for renewal. I went in the DMV and I renewed. The ladies, okay, here you go. Go and test. Well, I've done this a dozen times and every time I did it, she said, oh, here's eight tests to go test. This time, go, go do that one. I passed and now I needed a bike. We were dealing with COVID. No one had a registered bike that I knew of. Sure. And there were none on any floor. So this bike popped up one afternoon. And my friend called and said it was sitting on a showroom on that Friday night. I ended up picking this bike up, the XR I was telling you about. Sure. I did my license on it, got my license. So I was out by myself, just tootling around. And I was down by the 405 in Sepulveda. And I go, you know, I'm going to go through Hollywood like I wanted to. I got down to Highland and Hollywood Boulevard. And I was sitting out there going, I'll go one more block. And I'm sitting at the light, and out of the blue, here comes your group. Sure, 60 mini motos. 60, 80 of my- We're all rolling down Hollywood Boulevard? Hollywood Boulevard, vibrating, the whole street started vibrating. Next thing you know, I'm surrounded, let alone everybody (laughs) else, and I was taking pictures and this and that. It was amazing. Sure. I rode up and I parked with you guys a couple blocks away. Where we, we traditionally, what he's referring to is we, we traditionally would park at, uh, either in front of or close to Grauman's Chinese Theater. Not only is it uh, a landmark for all the tourists, but 
it, get, it keeps us close enough to Highland and Hollywood without actually being on it. There's, you know, we're, we're around that area. So, 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 so you meet up and then you continued on and met where we park, right? Where you parked. I rode two blocks with the group, not knowing any. I just Did rode anyone along. encourage you to join us? Because we traditionally do that when we see I, another bike. I believe that if something was going on, you guys were doing wheelies and sparks coming off the back of the bikes and things I normally do not do myself. But I do ride dirt bikes. I've so, always been on a dirt bike, but never learned how some of these things do. Sure. So I ride two more blocks. I sit there for a half hour with you guys, and you go off to a, uh, a, another place. I don't recall. It was, uh, well, let's stop there. When you, when you first met us, when we're all parked, so you just get off your bike, and now all of a sudden you're like in front of all these guys, right? Pretty cool yeah. group, wouldn't you say? Pretty, pretty much. Uh, yeah. Do you I remember who you met? Do you remember? Did you run across Bing at first, or was anybody that yeah, stood out? Yeah, I, I, I remember Chris. I remember oh, sure. you. You, yeah. were, you were the first one, to Bing, like Bing and, and Esto. Right. Uh, Bing came over and said hello. There was a few others. Um, I, I'm bad with names. Yeah, you mentioned Chris, and uh, there's, there's a bunch of other guys that uh, Marcus and, yes. uh, you know, you've got all the scooter guys. But, uh, scooter guys, there's a, like Bernie there's a and those guys. You yeah. know, I didn't know all of them off the bat. I met a couple of them. Bing gave me uh, the Instagram, helped me get that Instagram set up. So the following weekend, I, I ended up taking the chance and rode down to where they park and meet, uh, got off the bike, and just to hang out, where you uh, you meet up to the kickstands up, or, yeah, you know, uh, just that little We gap. have a little spot uh, off of 2nd that uh, we meet up, uh, and the kickstands up is uh, the, the the abbreviation KSU tells you what time we're planning. We never, the KSU is, <laughs> like everything else, just the time that we, we, we post, but we, we don't pay much attention to it, but we try to get up in most cases, kickstands up would be like either eight or nine o'clock, depending on what time of the year it is. So we get there a little bit in advance and have a chance to socialize and catch up, all that stuff that we love doing that we talked about. So I can I can imagine the faces of Bing. And I remember when I first saw you, uh, I don't know if you had on your full Digger Dean regalia with the camo full suit. And, you know, Digger's a big guy and he has boots on and he has a big beard sticking out of his helmet. And uh, he has a, a high bike. Those 650s are springy, bouncy dirt bikes. So, so when he gets to you and he arrives, there's a little bit of, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, an adjustment that we too make. And I remember first seeing, he's like, God, who's this big dude? And uh, it, it was great because it's been a lot over. It's going on closer to two years. We've been no, hey, about right? a year now. I think it's it? coming up on a year. Because I remember we rode Big Bear and that. That was the annual ride that just recently came again. So that's yes. been about a year. Yeah. And I knew we okay, hung out a little about bit. About a year. So, longer. anyways, yeah, year and a half. We'll split the difference. But you, so, you remember Ruben? Yeah. Jeez, uh, see, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like you. I'm gonna, it's, I'm trying okay, to put the name there, with the face. There was a gentleman there. He rides with this lot. He goes to the Big Bear. He has a, a helmet with horns and things. Yes. On this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Ruben. Ruben. Christ, I know exactly who yes. you're talking about. Sure. I remember Ruben Rodriguez. One afternoon, sitting in the parking lot, and again, the parking lot, just a little bit of time hanging out with the group, learning things, learning the mini bike reunion. It's, you know, I wouldn't have ever known just being there. I learned all kinds of things. You can eat that. Ruben had walked up out of the blue and said something about a wrestler. You remind me. It just started off. And so now it kind of bled on. Mick Foley. 
That's a that's who? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick yes. Foley. Yep. I'm gonna have to look him up yeah, myself check, because check I out. still don't. All you WWF you, or WWF fans are recognize. Well, yeah, you do come across, and uh, there's a little bit of truth behind it. I've known this guy from somewhere. I've seen him. It's like, haven't I seen him on uh, uh, Sons of Anarchy, or haven't I seen him on uh, one of those uh, movies uh, with um, uh, Shrek? Or, you know, you're a big imposing guy. It's, it's L.A. Um, and there is some truth to that. Uh, before we get into uh, the other half of Digger Dean, uh, we've had some photos. In fact, Emmanuel will pop up some photos. Imagine us, a bunch of smaller guys riding around these small bikes, and Digger pops up. And uh, he's, he's gone to be almost like our, our gentle giant. Everybody loves him. You, can't, you, you literally have to line up to talk to him. When we go out on these Friday night rides now, we'll either end up somewhere at a fast food joint or at a taco stand. And uh, it's, it's amazing uh, about the reception that the workers have. We were at Pink's, and the, the gals who work at Pink's Hot Dog, and Pink's infamous. You go there, and everybody, everybody in the world, every celebrity in the world, and Digger goes there. They all stop cooking. They give him the Mexican salute. The music comes on. Um, they don't know if he's a, a TV star. They don't know if he's a wrestler, but they, they love him. Uh, that reception, in fact, there's the outfit that we, I have yet to see Digger no matter how cold or how warm it is until tonight, uh, see him outside of this outfit. So it's an imposing, it's an imposing figure. And um, you really are a gentle giant. And I've, I've watched you over the Friday nights uh, work the crowd. And uh, I, I knew there was much more than what meets the eye going on with you. Uh, but this is a photo of us. Wasn't this our big beard, John, a year ago? No, no, this was out to Zuma. I believe we went from uh, downtown LA with a group of mini bikes and went up to uh, Zuma. Oh, okay. Um, I believe. Yeah, you're having a good hair day that week. Yeah. So uh, you, um, you've been involved. How many bikes have you had in your in your career, Digger? This this Honda, the 600, is this one of 10 bikes? Is this one of uh, three bikes? How many bikes no, have you had? I've, Probably a good 20 over my oh, okay. life period. Yeah. So you've always been into bikes then? I've always been into dirt bikes. Mm. The street bikes I've never really been into. As you can tell, this is more of a dirt yes. bike. It does do street, but it's known for dirt. Yeah. So You have an interesting approach that Ernesto and I uh, constantly joke about. Is uh, Again, you're 6'4", and you're on that dirt bike, which is putting you up there. I don't know. You're you're, you're at 7 foot. Now you're standing up because you, you like the uh, off-road uh, moto cross stance where some guys like to stand on the pegs it's either a style or it gives you a certain amount of stability you often ride and we joke about the fact you're going to hit your head on a bridge one time but you have that when did you pick up that standing up on the pegs riding style you, you don't just do that every once in a while you do that almost consistently is that something that you just is a habit now or you do it for a reason or what i, I do it for practice i i have a, a 1997 cr 500 still okay if you know what a CR500 is. I'm just thinking of trying to start it. I don't even want oh, any part of it. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> but that, that's my bike of choice. Okay. It gets me anywhere I want to go as long as I know what I'm doing. So when I got this bike, this bike's about 100 pounds heavier. So I figured the more I ride this, the more practice I'm on this, the other bike would be better off for me. So when so I ride training. standing up, it's more to continue to get more stand-up time, more foot pegs and... You know, I like riding with my feet on the pegs when I'm out in the dirt. It makes the bike more controllable. And sure. that's stuff I've learned over the years, over, you know, different time frames. So. Uh, Digger, do you find being a big, tall uh, 
heavier guy is an advantage or a disadvantage on these bikes? On motorbikes, yeah. it's usually a disadvantage because the bike isn't meant for me. Bike's meant for a gentleman in your size or in this aspect. Good point. 30 pounds less. I usually carry 20 pounds or heavier on top of the extra pounds I have for my body wise. Sure. So it does definitely make a strain on the bikes. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I, I, I didn't have that specifically as a question I want to ask you about, but it, it does kind of make sense there. So uh, I have got to just get to uh, a, a couple things. During our, our times together on Friday nights, we would make small talk. Part of the beauty of this is that we can just chit chat and then we're just gone with, with our real life. Yes. You know, there, there, there's no, there's no concern about, oh, I, I didn't get back to him. I didn't, I didn't follow up on his email. It's like, dude, we, so we, we talk very openly and casually, I find on Friday nights with guys that range in so many different styles of real work. I know just with some of the conversations you and I had uh, that you had a, a few other things going on. And uh, I, I was hoping that we could not only, I'm sure a lot of guys who recognize you from the Friday night ride who now see you uh, professionally dressed up, looking very good, I might add, uh, that there's a whole other side of, uh, of you, Dean, that folks may not be aware of. And it has to do not only with uh, things as pure as how to grow your own food and, and, and sustain God knows what's coming down the corner. If you listen to one side of the table or the other, uh, you, you do want to be self-sustainable if at all possible. There's a variety of shows and topics about that, but not only is that something that's of, of particular interest in what you do outside of riding these bikes, but you also have um, your foot in the door on opportunities where folks could do better financially and try to identify and get themselves on track with some of the challenges that folks maybe are missing out on. These are all topics, as you hear me discuss them, you don't traditionally hear on the show. But there are, uh, there's proof in the pudding that you know what you're talking about uh, because uh, I've, I have had a chance to look into some of the Dean Stags that we don't know. And I've seen some of the photos with some of the folks that you're, um, uh, I guess, rubbing, rubbing shoulders with. I see the pictures. Well, boy, when I saw a picture with uh, Steve Wozniak from Apple, and then I see my boy Al Pacino, and then I see you with Dr. Phil, it's like, wow. I said, there's a lot more to Dean than uh, we're seeing on those Friday night rides when he's uh, decked in the camo and standing up on his dirt bike. Uh, where do I begin? Uh, what, uh, what is, um, what's, what's the real side of Dean Stags that we don't know about? If, if you could share a little bit of that, that would be great. Hashtag Dean Stags. Dean Stags is a, um, during life, I've learned a lot of opportunities, a lot of different things over life. And uh, I've come to realize I have a gift to help people find their own knack, meaning their own why, and help them bring it to life so they can own their own life. So over time, I've been coached by uh, many of different people. And I've learned this gift I have I can help others. So I've created an organization. It's called Millionaire by Action. I have a little logo here. A little logo there. And Millionaire by Action helps people monetize themselves to own their own life. How can you get out of your own way, let's per se? And I use my own life experiences to help 
people with their own life experiences. Hashtag Dean Stags is a hashtag. I was sitting in a coaching organization once and this coach was up there and I was asking a bunch of media questions, how to, how not to. And finally she, she came up with this hashtag and I've never used it since. It has been a great hashtag. It works. And it's just a simple hashtag Dean Stags. It's my personal tag kind of thing. I, I put along with my coaching, along with some of the other personal outriding and some of the other organizations I'm with. Yeah, I, I pulled uh, like a half a dozen of those. And well, not only part of the beauty of the way that we handle the podcast. In fact, thanks again for listening. We're here with uh, Dean Staggs, Digger Dean. Uh, season seven episode somewhere around uh, the ninth. Wow. Uh, give a shout out to my man, Emmanuel Munda, D1 Productions. Thank you, E, for all the good work. Uh, also want to give a shout out to uh, those amazing kids of yours, that family of yours. Uh, the world better strap in tight for the Munda kids. Uh, all good things. Um, hope everybody had a good July 4th. We tried to. Uh, there was uh, a, you know, I've been bouncing around now because a lot of my other work is uh, doing these car shows across the U.S. And we recently had one in Indiana and we're headed off to St. Paul, Minnesota this weekend for the Street Machine Nationals. For those of you who may be fans of uh, street machines and muscle cars with a drag racing flair, or if you're just a hot rod guy, come and check us out. We're at St. Paul at the Minnesota State Fairground, September this, this weekend, uh, 15th, 16th. Uh, if you're into mini bikes, come by and say hi. I'll bring some decals. A shout out to my man Brian Ekstrom, his wife uh, Jessica, and his daughter Bree. Big fans of the podcast. Thank you for the continuous support. Okay, Digger. So we're um, you meet uh, all kinds of folks like I do on the podcast. Excuse me on the <laughs> on the rides on Friday night. Uh, are are any of those guys when you look at them? Some of the younger guys that still don't have a care in the world and are forgetting to wear a jacket and they're doing wheelies for three hours in downtown LA. Do you, do you look at some of the young guys and say, I can help them? Or do you see some of the older guys who um, may have kind of gotten to that point of their life during their fifties, 55s don't seem to be changing from week to week. Do, do you kind of look at around and say, you know, I, I, I think I can help that guy or do you, is that, is that a typical way that you would, when you walk into a situation, are you always looking at ways that you may be able to help somebody find his his niche, as you were talking about? Well, I may not come in and target that, that per se. Yes, uh, but, but, but in your mind, the maybe? environment of talking with somebody yes. and getting to know them, most people will address that with me. That gift I have, I mentioned, Yeah, a person will tell me what they need. Right off the bat. Can you and I, based on our relationship, was there any of that? Were there any yes. tells? Yes, there was. Could you share some of that? Uh, again, when, when I met Joe, it was at one of these nights. I believe it was the first night. Then I came back the following week. And again, it was kind of hanging around. So it was still getting to know people. Yeah. You know, conversation here and there broke the ice. Yeah, and then you were I, very slow approaching and... Um, I just didn't know anybody there, so I just didn't want yes, to Yes, you're very polite. Very, yeah, yeah. And again, I didn't want to get ran over by some of the stunners and some of the other things. So, <laughs> I mean, we're, uh, all, we're all scared of the shit because every time Digger is like, oh my God, I hope this big guy doesn't kill us. So he's walking around. Imagine him walking around on eggshells. We're all doing the same. Uh, we're idiot. all doing the same. All right, so, so we meet. Yeah. So we meet. And, and again, uh, Mini Bike Joe's. 
it took me a little while to get what I needed out of you to actually know kind of what this was. Oh, the mini bike show. Yeah. Gotcha. Or the podcast. I, I, I asked. And yeah. again, it was th- th- so much to go into an event. Thousands and thousands of different things. The yeses, the nos, maybes, the city, this, permits, and insurances, so on and so forth. Amen, brother. So with a person putting one of these together, you really got to be thankful just to show up and say, hey, look at this. This is amazing. So thank you, Joe, for putting a show on. I've never been to one. I'm looking forward to this, but an opportunity just to come and see the style you put together. And again, the list of everybody. I have an old ATC, 1983. Got the three ready to come on out. We got a category for you. It might not be my ex. (laughs) Might be the ATC. Never know. So just the opportunity to be involved, like you had mentioned, it's okay to be on one side of the fence, but it, it is nicer to be on the inside. Come on in. It's okay. Yeah. So uh, the cast of characters that we meet on a Friday basis, are there folks where you say, you know what? I'd like to, I, like I, I'm kind of hearing uh, Ernesto, you know, or I'm kind of hearing uh, Ralph. Um, you know, I, I know Ralph now. I've had enough tacos with him. We, we've shared enough rides and stories. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, from what I can hear with Ralph or what I can hear with Joe, um, I bet I can help him. Do you, do you find yourself getting to that point with your friendships, the ones that, that really matter? Are, are you kind of keen to, to, to try to get to that uh, in, point? In a, in a sense, with the bike group here, you, I have not been able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, not In the aspect, not, not wanting to, but just uh, giving the people the opportunity to see me in this form. Okay. All right. You've seen me always in this form. And again, it's due to I have a bunch of motorcycle dirt gear. And I had some paintball gear sitting around, and I go, you know, I'd rather look like a paintball gear with a new bike versus a bunch of dirt bike gear. <laughs> sure. Because I was going to wear the gear. You know? Yeah. No matter what, I was going to wear it. No, no, I, I it doesn't you. matter what I look like. I'd rather well, not you... fall down and get scraped up or get ran over. Yeah. I'd rather wear that hot gear. Outside of you, I think I'm probably, um, I'm, well, I, 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 <laughs> I'm the oldest one. <laughs> On these rides, I, I say that I'm smiling, but deep down I'm crying. <laughs> Digger is by far the most protected. I'm, I'm, I'm without question the second most protected. Um, I, I'm the only one who wears the knee protectors, and I've always got my jacket with my, all my stuff on. I, I, I owe that to my family more than I owe it to myself, uh, and, and deep down I owe it to myself too. Okay, so. Um, I get it. This other side, um, the photos that went back with uh, Wozniak and the photos with Dr. Phil and the other photos with some of the folks, uh, were these photos, because it wasn't just you uh, with uh, hero photos, uh, you're addressing the crowd, you're holding court, you're, you're speaking. Uh, what, what, what's going on here? What's this side of Digger? What are you doing there now? Giving out, are you giving a seminar now? Or are you, you speaking? Yes. Okay. Yes, I go uh, internationally. Okay. I go in front of tens of thousands of people and I speak. And I give on uh, a speech about what I do and how I can help the people in the communities. So I go all over the world doing this. And, and again, t- thousands of people show up and I speak to them. Uh, where are some of the recent uh, places that you've uh, spoken or do you have anything else that's upcoming? Like this one here, I think, was down in San Diego. Okay. And I just go down and I talk about the five designs, principles of what the basics people need. What Save are they? 10%. Could you give us a little bit of a hint of what some of that would be? Sure. If you're, if you're self-employed, set aside 10% of your income before you pay your debt. Okay. If you can't pay your debt at the end of the month, 
you still need to set that 10% and find another way to pay your debt. Find another way. Don't uh, take that trip where you needed to get the extra gas. Don't buy the Yankee baseball cap. I wouldn't do it that way. I would okay. do it another opportunity. You want those things, so don't deny yourself those things. Learn the opportunity to give you the, op- the way to keep what you like and then add on. That 10%, that without the, question. Keep your 10%, okay. but if you're really short at the end of the month. Yeah. You know it's there, right? And you know you're going to be short at the end of the yeah. month. And you work towards not being short at the end of the month. You won't be short at the end of the month. Yeah. What else, Digger? Any other tips maybe that um, that, that one was very substantial on its own? Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Another thing, you mentioned about sustaining yourself. Uh, my organization's got into a, another group. It's called You Can Grow Food. It's on Instagram. Come on over and, and follow, be friends, whatever. Um, it's a group of, and again, this was on a flight back from a, I was speaking in front of thousands of people. I'm still jazzed. I'm on a flight coming home. I was sitting there, and I go, what can I do with some of the skills I've had my past? My first business I've ever owned before I was out of high school was a landscaping engineering company. Okay. Doing piping, engineering, landscaping. Irrigation. And irrigation and this and that. And, and not even knowing you need a state license, not even knowing I have jobs that, that require these things that are signing agreements with me. And I'm in high school, not even graduated, <laughs> where you need bonds and contract and, 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 oh, and these guys are signing these agreements and then learning, oh, by the way, you need a, a half a million dollars in insurance or, or you insurance. might need this or sure. you might need the gas company to come out and dig a different line that's going to cost you an extra 50 grand. Don't end up being in business, the other side of it, right? Yes. <laughs> the, the how they don't tell you about. Yeah. How you, you know. and, and the very, very first opportunity was a lemonade stand. I was doing a lemonade stand and these, these trucks would come by, the trash trucks. Sure, the rubbish trucks. And I'd offer the first guy free lemonade if you tell all of his buddies on the CB to come over. So they would race to get to the stand. And I was 10, 13 or whatever it was. It, it did it for a handful of years. So at lunch, I had 50 trucks up and down the truck. Sure. And it'd take them 20 minutes to get across town. So the supervisor would be on the other end of town when their lunch was over, expecting the truck would be rolling down the street. And they're still traveling across town. So he showed up one afternoon. And, hey, you're first. Have a lemonade. Tell your buddies. And if they get here, you have free lemonade. Oh, that's what's going on. And that was the last day I ever had city folks at my lemonade stand. And uh, so I had to change my ways. So I got into landscaping, mowing lawns. And how old were you at that time? I, I, was, I was probably like 13, 14 uh, years old. We're here with uh, Digger Dean Staggs. Uh, there's a variety Dean's of... Dean uh, Staggs. Uh, we've, yeah, we've got a variety of uh, hashtags that were, uh, we'll, we'll post these. Uh, it's hashtag Dean Staggs. Tags. Uh, oh, Dean's Tags. tags. Okay, Dean's gotcha. Tags. Dean Staggs. D-E-A-N-S-T-A-G-S. Uh, on the uh, hashtag for Grow Your Own Food, it was hashtag your, or excuse me, you, Y-O-U dash can grow. No dash. Okay, it showed All that on your word. Instagram. So oh, clarify me. that. Talk a little bit about uh, the grow your own food because I've actually started to grow my own stuff recently. In fact, this morning I had to go out there and release a, a friggin' chipmunk who's been making my life miserable for the last three days, eating my tomatoes. Uh, yeah, growing your own food. Not only does it taste better, but it's um, uh, 
yeah, there's a, there's a lot of question marks going forward. Uh, there's a lot that, of question that's marks going forward. Yeah. And I, I was speaking one day, flying home, worn out from a three-day event, speaking and speaking and being in front of thousands and thousands of people. And I came up with this city garden system. It's self-contained, all in one, that grows fruits and vegetables year-round by just adding water to it. So I got home, and, and again, I don't know if you know much, but... Uh, I don't. I'm in, the, I'm in the gold mining business. I own a few gold mines locally. So there's a manufacturer that I know, King Engineering, the gold mining company here in Chatsworth. Look them up if you want to find some good products for mining. So King Engineering came back. We talked and uh, I built this little system and I sold this little city garden system, self-contained. And uh, the company came by and picked it up off my hands. Okay. So I, I was doing another event and I go, hmm, people really need food. It's coming where people need their own to sustain themselves. So I, I decided to come up with an app, and I'm working on it now. You can grow food. Okay. And you can grow food, Joe, by just trying, like you said. Dear, are we talking about uh, predictable tomatoes, uh, cucumbers, celery? Or, or, That's fine. Uh, Perfect. But like there's, there's hundreds of, of foods and fruits and vegetables that make up these 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 areas that you're talking about, correct? Yes. What, and, what are some of those? So let's go back with this five designs. Okay. So if you grow tomatoes, right? And and again, do some little statistics, okay? This, and again, I know it's not in your form, mini yeah, yeah. No, no. Look, I'm growing. But, I'm growing so, celebrities. In fact, celebrity tomatoes. A family of four spends an average from eighteen dollars to thirty-two dollars a month. So if you do twenty dollars, just base for tomatoes, 20, tomatoes, right? Right? Yeah. 18 to $32. Bucks. 250 bucks. Yeah. One plant annually. 250 bucks. So if you do five plants that sustains $250 annually, that's $1,250. If you take that and put it towards your principal of a mortgage, not interest, not insurance, right. principal. just principles only. And people are going to have to learn what a principal is. And you can use it towards mortgage, automotive, whatever that might be. But towards your principal, $1,200 will change your 30-year oh. down to a 27, down to a 20, you know, very easy, very quickly off of food. So I've created a system coaching people how to, how not to grow food. If a person doesn't know how to grow one thing, teach them how to grow just strictly tomatoes. Sure. Then become a member of You Can Grow Food, and we vent people because it's a membership. Okay. With this membership, we vent the clients. So now you know that you can grow your tomatoes good. I don't need peppers because my friend Linda down the street grows peppers. And she's a community in You Can Grow Food. So she and you get together. So you take the experts, so to speak, in their own respective yep. uh, vegetable and or fruit. And they become ambassadors. And share amongst yourselves. Your skills. Your, your food. Okay. You grow so much because you're going to have abundance. Got it. Because you know what you're doing with this skill. So but I get my salary from Emmanuel and lettuce you get, from me, gotcha. from so on and so forth. And, and if you have better skills that know what you're doing with more, you do more for your stay in your house. And again, when I'm mentioning people about saving that $20 that turns into $250, that turns into $1,200 right. in an annual form, yep. and everything's based annually. It's not monthly. Sure. It's just like a banquet or an institution, let's say. Yes. An institution is, works annually. So anything you do is annually. So if we do these numbers, you can really change your life. And that 
we were just discussing can come from tomatoes. That's pretty simple, isn't it, Joe? Well, um, uh, as I was listening to your approaches, I stole the, uh, put a little something towards that principle theory a long time ago. Uh, Linda and I probably uh, couldn't, between the two of us, count how many cars we've owned uh, over uh, our time together. And most of them, when you first finance them, this was at a time when 48 months was a big thing. Now you can finance vehicles for 72 months and beyond. But um, it, it made a big difference when we would add a, just a little bit to that $417 payment. If you made it $450 and you used that $40, $39 every month towards the principal, you reduce that payment and it's like, wow, we got like eight months to go. It's like, no, we got like about two months to go because we've been chipping away. Uh, the example about how that tomato could cost you 20 bucks a month and after a year it's 240 bucks sometimes you get that money and we refer to it as like fu money and you buy something stupid digger's point in his suggestion which is to take that and put it in a place that has some identifiable impact maybe in your case your honda grom payment uh or that stash to buy your next zuma uh dean we uh we keep these podcasts somewhere around this time range. It's like uh, we're getting towards the end of the show. And I want to, uh, first of all, uh, encourage everybody who's listening to check out. We'll post all the hashtags. We'll also include some in the follow-up posts on Instagram. Uh, find out more about what lurks in the mind of Dean. You can check out Dean's tags, uh, Instagram shots. There's a variety of other uh, uh, hashtags that uh, will allow you to find out more about not only Millionaires by Action, uh, Dean himself. Uh, I didn't get into and would love to uh, have you back on. And uh, a lot of folks, when we do go out, they do ask you about, hey, have you been on TV? Have you been in movies? Where, where have I seen you? B before we end tonight's show, can you give us a little bit of your history in Hollywood? You know, we're in L.A. You're, you're kind of an L.A. guy. Uh, what, have, what have you done? What, what kind of credits or what kind of uh, behind-the-scenes work have you done that maybe would uh we can we can have some good uh exciting stories about as we end the podcast it's kind of interesting i mentioned the landscaping company you did so i was uh staying with grandma and grandpa finishing a job across the street a neighbor's landscaping and this gentleman showed up had a few beers and he boy you're a big guy you can move the whole set and so on and so forth so i was going away and i had no interest because i had my own business and I left for a two-week vacation, and while I was gone, this gentleman knocked on the door a couple times at Grandma's house because I was staying there during that time frame. Okay. I come home, and the third time, Grandma finally asked the gentleman, what would you like with my grandson? I want to give him a job in Hollywood. Have him look me up, please. So I get home, and I'm sitting with grandma the next morning and grandma goes this gentleman by a couple times oh yeah he was so drunk that time i met him and, he, and she chuckled and she goes yeah you're gonna go visit him tomorrow at some movie set no no it's okay grandma i have my own it's okay no you're gonna go visit him but but oh, she was kind of pushing it along she said i was gonna go visit Good. this gentleman sure there was Listen, no questions right, asked yeah, it okay. was you're saying you're going yeah yeah uh, okay she was already your agent you didn't yeah, know it. Yeah. there was there was no question it was i was gonna visit him oh okay so i went in there and the guy he he's offered me this job as a laborer pushing a broom at x amount of dollars 
And I go, oh, oh, and he's start already. I'll give you yesterday, tomorrow, and you're already on. He wanted to get you in. He wanted me right then and yeah, there. Yeah, to get in. So I pushed this broom in this little warehouse, and they built this two-story big mansion inside a warehouse that was in Pasadena. You would not even know it was a building inside a building. It just yeah. blew me away. Sure. Things that were going on. And back in the day, there was, it was more for a craft than it is today. It's different today than it was. So money was involved. So people didn't care what they spent. They wanted a clean, nice product to be able to sell. Okay. It didn't have to be corporate. didn't have to just push out there, to, you know, so people were spending some money. So I'm pushing a broom for two days, and these guys call me in the office. So I walk up there, and the guy who hired me sits me down, and there was two other gentlemen, and then this guy who hired me. I'm sitting in between them, and this, this guy's a a construction coordinator is the name of the title and they do all the construction on a movie set okay including what I was pushing the broom so these other two gentlemen were bosses of their departments he asked I hear you have a landscaping company and I said yes and he goes we have a job coming up uh, would you like to be a greensman a greensman what's a greensman and this guy's been around for 40 years millions have been through his hands just in the movies easy hundreds of millions he looks at his two guys what am I, a, a greensman is the person who puts plants and trees and decorates it so the actors and actors can be next to oh wow that sounds interesting okay or they hide things if we had a big huge truck and we need to hide it with a bunch of trees we put these trucks and trees and he asked about this tree if it was dead what would I do so I said I'd cut it out or I'd ask one of your painters to paint it and this guy's been around for 30 years. These painters are just amazing. So he looked back at his two guys like this. Okay, you're hired. So I came on with a budget. It was astronomical. So it was behind the scenes? It was behind the scenes. Any, moving. In, in front of camera? I've been in front of camera a handful of times, but majority of my time is behind the scenes with the, moving the trees and plants around. Yeah. So I took my landscaping company, my shovels and picks and rakes, and turned them into Hollywood producing movies and and been working in the movies under a union for the last 26 years and do you, do you still maintain i still maintain my union and i've been in there i'm gonna get a union pension from there there's no reason to leave sure. when i'm in front of tens of thousands of people they say why do you go back to a union job i said that's my roots literally i go back there and take a vacation <laughs> because i'll be on the road for another x amount of time i'll go in there i know what i'm doing i know how to handle the actress and actresses and move trees around. So I, um, I, I continue to tell folks whenever we're out that um, you're a, a WWE uh, <laughs> wrestler, and that works fine. Folks, we've been here with uh, Dean Staggs. Uh, we have uh, covered a little bit of uh, a, a, a storied career here. Hope you had a little bit of fun and insight. I sure did. Our next uh, podcast is coming at you. We'll, um, I'm trying to work on getting Jake Moe back. Jake has been busy with typical Jake Moe fashion building four or five bikes and I know he's doing his best to get a, a couple of them done before the mini bike show that are mine so uh, hopefully we'll have a chance to get an update from Jake soon there's also some talk about maybe having uh, AVR Zoom and Zoom Junior join us uh, from the Antelope Valley the AV guys we haven't had a chance to uh, talk to the guys from the AV in a minute so hopefully we'll have a chance to do that on the next Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast uh, thank you again for listening hope you've enjoyed it as much as I did uh, this is Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We'll see you the next time. Thanks, everybody.
show.